Convergence encounters Jesus and transforms cities with his power and love. And we've been here encountering the Lord this morning, and it's been so good what the Lord is doing. I love it. I look up, you know, and we're 30 minutes in, and we really haven't started the first song. You know, it's like the song is arising. I love what God's doing. And, you know, I was even sensing as we as we begin to sing more love, more power, and some of us have sung that a few billion times. Raise your hand. Some of you, some of you weren't born, but, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting as we sang that, I, I felt the importance of what we were tapping into, that we actually were tapping into the prayers of previous generations by singing the same words. And I had an appreciation that I've never had before for actually going back and pulling also from the old and, and what the Lord wants to do. You know, it says in Matthew 13 that a wise man brings forth the treasure of things old and things new. And, and so it was like we were uncapping wells of inheritance as, as we were singing those words from previous generations. And uh, I also, why don't, why don't we just stand for a moment? I know you just sat down. Um, you know, so much was happening, and, and I just love being in a house like this. We're all getting words, and I just want, I want to ask you to close your eyes for a minute. Um, <clears throat> I, heard, I heard this phrase as we were worshiping. I heard, I heard, out of the ashes. And I just felt like out of the ashes, something beautiful is about to emerge, and out of the ashes, I, I saw ashes actually becoming leaves that rose up and were a part of the garland that was around our head. It says in Isaiah 61 that he gives us a garland instead of ashes. And I saw the wind of the Spirit blowing on the ashes of these seasons that we've been walking through. And I saw those ashes actually becoming leaves in the crown, and it was like having walked through the ashes that there was actually this place of authority that the church is about to enter into because of the ashes that we've experienced. And I saw us standing in the ashes, and I saw the Lord not ashamed of the ashes. I saw us even not afraid of the ashes, but I saw us actually standing in the ashes, and the Lord taking those ashes and blowing and bringing a fresh authority on the church. And I saw the Lord around our nation blowing on places, and I saw the church saying, we will go where there's the most ashes and I saw the wind of the Spirit blowing on the ashes in California. I saw the wind of the Spirit blowing on ashes in Seattle and Portland. I saw the wind of the Spirit blowing on the ashes in Detroit, in Chicago, in Boston, in New York. And I saw a church that is not afraid of ashes arising in this season, knowing that out of the ashes that God is giving us authority and He's giving an inheritance that we are about to embrace in this season. And Father, thank you for that new authority that is rising upon us. Thank you for the season of the ashes, Lord, that your spirit is blowing. Father, thank you for where it, there has been a withholding. It has been because 
The wine is getting better, and the time for that release is coming now. And we thank you for what you've let us experience and for the new places, the new authority, the new strength that is coming upon us because of the season of the ashes. And we thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And uh, Scott Wood, I see you over there, and, and I saw, you know, a Facebook post that, that you're back out there at Christ for the Nations, and, and I love that. But... You came to my mind as I was receiving this word from the Lord that there is a new authority on you. There is a new grace that you carry to impart to these students, to a new generation. And, and it's not, uh, I mean, what was in the old, old was great, but the Lord really wants you to know there's a new level of impartation that students are going to be marked in the classroom. And I saw the Lord even taking those students that in some ways seem like the least. And I feel like you're going to even see the most through the least. And we just bless you. We bless what you carry. We bless that authority. We bless what's about to be released through you. We bless the wind of God blowing on, on the places where there's been ashes and the new authority that is emerging in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, you can be seated. Whew. I do want to invite you to uh, discover convergence. All right. There we go. Next Sunday. And uh, we'd love to have you join us. Thank you guys for getting this working. Guys, can we just give our media teams a hand? There's uh, so many aspects. And even people work for hours to get these new projectors up. Uh, which is, is wonderful. What a, what a blessing. And these guys work really hard. Uh, all, I'll come in here all hours of the week, and people are in here doing all kinds of things, preparing for us. But hey, I also want to mention that today over in Dallas, March for Life, um, you know, we're still, thank God, Roe Ro versus Wade has been overturned, but we've still got our work, work cut out um, in the states. It's not a time to stop praying. It's a time to catapult off of the victory we've experienced and and to see complete victory in this area in our nation and uh, so we're going to be gathering over in Dallas around four over at uh, City Hall Plaza over there and then at 4 30 we're going to march over to 400 North Irve Street where the courthouse was in 1970 where the whole Roe versus Wade thing started um, in a courtroom over here in Dallas, in Dallas, Texas. And uh, we're going to march over to that area, which is now a post office and a, you know, some fancy apartments, and we're going to pray over there. And then we're going to march back over to City Hall Plaza. And there's going to be a lot of prayer, worship, and just agreement um, as the body of Christ. So love to have you join us and uh, be a part of that. Uh, that's where we're going to be over there in City Hall Plaza uh, this afternoon. All right. Well, hey, I want to mention uh, worship in the city. Our first worship in the city is March 31st. We're going to go back to Trinity Park. And uh, I really wrestled over the location. I, You know, I, I 
drove around the city. I was praying, and, and I felt something as I, drew, as I drove through the hospital district. And things, the pieces began to come together, and I was like, this is about Jesus, the healer. And uh, when we meet on the 31st, I want to encourage you to bring friends who need healing. And, and, and I, I so believe that we are about to experience waves of healing in the body of Christ like we've never known before. The enemy does not have the last word. <laughs> God has the last word. And God has been up to something amazing in all of this season. And we've seen the enemy attack. We've seen people believe more in sickness than any time, at least I know, that I've been alive. And I want to tell you something. If people are rising who believe in Jesus and the healing power that's in Jesus' name. And the Lord is activating us as a church. And that's why I want to release this message today on healing. Because we're going we're gonna to come into March 31st like ready and activated as a body to flow in gifts of healing. So that's what I believe is happening this morning. I believe, yes, the Lord is here healing different ones. And, uh, you know, as, as I'm speaking and the Lord heals you, just stand up and, and we'll have you give a testimony. But I'll, I also see this morning that the Lord is activating us and there's a fresh fire that's about to be on you. I believe some of you, even your hands are going to start burning at different points in this message, and there's going to be a fresh anointing of healing that is coming on us as the people of God, because we're looking more and more like Jesus, and we're going to look this morning that, that he is the healer, and we are called to bring Jesus the healer to this city. Jesus the healer will be known. He will be encountered. He will be seen in Fort Worth, Texas. It is who he is. So we're going to talk this morning about flowing in gifts of healings. And as you look in, the, as you look in 1 Corinthians, we've, we've been in this series. And I think the Holy Spirit series ended, but it didn't. <laughs> and so Andrew shared several weeks ago, way back uh, several months ago, he started this series by just sharing how we were all priests. And, and I love that, and I want to build on that today. And then he shared about the gift of tongues. And Nikki, what a powerful message on the prophetic. And so I just want to flow out of that today with the gifts of healing. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. But to... Do we have some each ones here? Look at the person next to you and say, that's you. That's you. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So the manifestation of the Spirit, this next verse begins to describe, says, for to one. We're going to look at this. But I want to say this right here. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to all of us. It's like a toolbox. So wait, I remember the first time I heard that was John Wimber describing the manifestation gifts of the Spirit like a toolbox. That Holy Spirit, at any time, when you need a drill, He puts a drill in your hand. And you get to operate in that gift. And so we can all operate in these gifts. And so, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. The Holy Spirit pops that wisdom in a situation where you didn't know what to do. You could not know what to do in the natural. 
and he shows you what to do. And, and many of you are here, some of you even are alive today because the Lord showed you something to do at a certain point. Others of you, your business took a turn for good when you, when you did not know what to do and something supernaturally popped into your mind and, and showed you what to do. Holy Spirit gives words of wisdom. And then a word of knowledge is when God gives you information. You, you know that someone's been sick and wrestling with this condition. Or you, how many of you have had the Lord lead you to find something that was lost? And I, I could tell stories all, you know, how we experienced this with our, with our kids. Even their, their bikes were stolen and, and the Lord led us to where their bikes were. Um, blocks away. And we were able to recover them. I remember staying in a home with a family and they they were couldn't find their kids' shoes. And, and I, I remember walking in the bathroom and just knowing that the shoe was under the, the, cab, the sink cabinet. And I opened the sink and there was the kid's shoe. That's a word of knowledge. You, you know something. And all of us, off to each, say to each one, that's, that's you. You receive and are growing and operating in words of knowledge. And so... According to the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. And so faith is, is just that burst of confidence that comes on you in a situation that you know that you know that you know that when you say it, it's going to happen. And, and we, again, we could tell stories all morning. And, and, I'm, and I'm looking at people who've walked in gifts of faith. And some of you, even you've seen people healed what you operated in in that moment, may not have even been a gift of healing, but a gift of faith. You just declared it. You knew. You've seen it. I've seen, I've, I've known that when I spoke to a storm, it was going to move. And we were able to go through and do things we need to do. We were meeting outside, and, and, and we had everything set up, and here comes the rain. I've seen it split. I've seen it go. And I've had that burst of faith just come. That I know as I declare it, that it's going to happen, no doubt. It's not something you work up. When a gift of faith gets on you, it's there. The faith has been given to you. And so to another, gifts of healing. And really, in the Greek, these are both plural, gifts of healings. So there's all kinds of gifts of healings. God heals, wants to heal all different parts of us. He wants to heal the brokenhearted. And so, and to another, the effecting of miracles. So a miracle is different from a healing in that a healing is something that could happen naturally, like your body could restore. But a miracle is when something is put there or grows back in a way that could not happen naturally. And so when we've seen bones and limbs grow, that's a miracle. And, and we serve a miracle-working God. How many of you have even prayed, you know, for inanimate things like, you know, cars to, to, be, to do something they couldn't do? You saw a miracle when that, when that some of you say, that's how I got here today, okay. <laughs> I heard that out there. Some of you are having to pray for miracles too much with your cars, and we want to pray for a new one. 
Amen. Raise your hand right now. Let's just pray for that. Father, we ask for the release of those new vehicles. Lord, that you're a miracle provider. We thank you that you're a miracle worker, that the shoes didn't wear out in the wilderness, but eventually the shoes need to be replaced. And we're asking you for new cars in Jesus' name. Amen. To another prophecy, and, and Nikki did such a good job talking about prophecy and how, and that is such something that's so so much a part of this house. I, I, I love it. I, I love the problems we have here on Sunday morning that too many people are getting words. I, I, I love it that, that we're, we're, there's just so much that God pours out on us to another distinguishing of spirits. And I love when I talk about this gift to just say that the most important thing we're looking for when you distinguish a spirit, we're not looking for the devil, we're looking for Holy Spirit. And what Holy Spirit is doing. We don't need people walking around looking for demons. Oh, I saw something. No, if, if you see something, ask the Lord what to do, and he'll show you how to deal with it. And we are going to see, at times, demonic things that God wants to expose because he wants to set people free. But we're also going to discern sometimes that something's flesh, like that's just coming from man. And then, most importantly, we're going to discern, wow, that's Holy Spirit. God's on that. And so we're, gonna, we're going to distinguish spirits. And, you know, when I've been in situations where I've been praying for deliverance and, and needed this gift, well, the Lord has so stirred it up. In fact, sometimes after walking in those situations, I've, I've found that even days afterwards, the gift was still stirred up, stirred up in me. And to another tongues, God is going to give us languages, a personal prayer language, which is to help us in prayer and, and really is the one gift of the Spirit to help stir you up personally in all the other gifts of the Spirit. And, and I want to encourage you, don't, don't make receiving the gift of tongues hard. It's really not hard to receive the gift of tongues. It, it's, you, you, you just step out, you, you begin to go beyond what you know in English, and boom. All of a sudden, you're praying and it's something in a language you don't know. And most of the time, people have to grow in this gift. Like when I started praying in tongues, how many of you, when you started praying in tongues, it was like a few words? How many of you, when you started praying in tongues, you heard a voice tell you how stupid you looked? <laughs> so don't let that, some of you, like you're hearing that voice and you're letting it stop you. And uh, I, I heard that very same thing and I quit praying in tongues for several years one time. Because I was just pretty sure it, it couldn't have been the Lord. And uh, then John Wimber laid hands on me in 1984, and he said, the Lord has given you a prayer language, speak. And it really wasn't fair. He didn't give me time to be afraid. <laughs> you you got to give people time, you know, he didn't give me time to go back into my place of fear. And I, I prayed in that, and I knew then that it was the Lord. So, but there are all, all kinds of tongues. There's a tongue that's a, a real language. You look, you look in the Acts chapter 2, they were speaking in languages. Now, I don't think that when it happened, they immediately knew like, well, I'm not going to speak in an unknown tongue. I'm only going to speak in Parthenian, you know. I, I don't think they were worried about it. I think they let the Holy Spirit move, and then it turns out that when people heard them speaking, they were speaking their language. And uh, I've, I've had this happen. I've had it happen here. I had it happen over in this other room. I spoke in Korean. One day, some of you have, have spoken in other languages. Um, in a church service, though, and a lady ran up 
And it's like, you just spoke in Korean. And, and the Lord had given me an interpretation. It was exactly, exactly what it was. Now, also, I, I have stepped out and tried. You know, one day I was witnessing to a man who spoke French. And I don't know any French. Um, but I, it was, wasn't going well in English. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to speak in French. And so I just said, one, two, three, here we go. And I started speaking what I was really hoping was some of the world's most amazing French ever released on the face of the earth. And I said, did that make any sense to you? He said, no. (laughs) You got to get out of the boat. You got to get out of the boat. Years later, Graham Cook stood up here. And he said, Steve, the Lord's going to give you some languages. He's going to give them to you easily. And there's going to be a grace on you for it. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why did you give him that word for me? He said, because you tried to speak in French. And I know that when I give you the languages, you'll use them. So, yeah. So interpretation of tongues. And in a public corporate setting, tongues and interpretation has the same edification value as prophecy. So we don't, we don't stop corporate praying in tongues. We just interpret it. And there also is a place for us as a body to just say, hey, we're all praying in tongues. This isn't a message right now. And, and, and that's why sometimes we'll all pray in the spirit together. What's the interpretation? Well, interpretation of that is we're all praying. And this isn't a message that one person is giving to the body. We're agreeing together and praying. So we're going to look through the scriptures. And Nikki took us through, you know, hearing God all the way from Genesis to, to Revelation last Sunday. So Exodus fifteen twenty six, he said, if you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have put on the Egyptians, for I, the Lord, am your healer. Who knows what Hebrew word that is? Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. Say that with me. Jehovah Rapha. It's who he is. It's just who he is. It's not something he has to try to do. It's not something he has to, you have to encourage him to want to do. It's not something we have to beg him to do. It is who he is. He is Jehovah Rapha. But I want us to look here, um, and I want us to look in the New Covenant, and I want you to see the difference between these verses. So, Exodus 15, who's going to get healed? Those who keep how many? All. All right. Here comes Jesus. He touched her hand and the fever left her. And she got up and waited on him. And when Jesus came into Peter's home, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick in bed with a fever. And he touched her hand and the fever left her. And she got up and waited on him. Always like that, you know, you get healed and she fixed him a sandwich. (laughs) When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with the word, and he healed who? All. Interesting, we've got 
two different pictures here of healings. And, and the first all we looked at was if you obey all. And now we've got a Jesus who's healing all. Now let me ask you something. Are all these people that Jesus is healing really great, upstanding, righteous, amazing people? I don't think so. But what is he doing? He's healing. He's healing. Guys, we live in a new covenant. And Jesus just loves to heal. It's who he is. And Jesus, the healer, is longing to manifest more of his healing presence through you. And I heard the Lord Saturday night... He said this to me. He said, Jesus in you is not disappointed by the healings that you haven't seen. He is excited about the healings that you are about to see. And so... The fact that you prayed for someone and they weren't healed, we process through disappointment. I just want to let you know that Christ in you isn't disappointed about that. There's an expectancy of what's going to happen. And there's a lot we don't understand about healing. I don't understand why I, I laid hands on my sister in a hospital in Tennessee and felt the same anointing that I've seen remove cancer many times, and she died. I don't know, but you know what? I'm going to lay hands on everything I can, and I have been given authority to see cancer leave. And I'm not going to let the fact that I prayed then stop me from doing and releasing what I know Jesus in me longs to release, because he loves people. And he was moved by compassion. To release healing. So when the evening came, they brought to him many who were demons possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and he healed all who were obeying all of his statutes. Nope. Those who were filled with the most faith were healed. He just, he just healed them all. And this was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. It's from Isaiah 53. Which, actually, you know, a passage that I was taught was only about just getting rid of sin. Actually, Jesus himself associated it with healing right here. And, and so, everything that, that we experience comes through what Jesus did on the cross, through his blood, and through his, his resurrection. So, even in this room today, I believe the Lord wants to free us from this performance thing. You didn't do enough. You don't, you don't deserve to be healed. No, you don't deserve to be healed. <laughs> well, I, I did a lot of things. Uh, maybe you drank a lot. Maybe you wrecked your liver. I can't tell you how many people's livers we've seen restored. Because Jesus just loves people. And yes, you didn't do it all right. But he paid for it on the cross. 
So the old covenant, I'll heal those who keep my statutes. To the new covenant, we see Jesus just healing all, setting people free. Boy, I'm in a little trouble here. Boom. Maybe I need to go faster. I actually felt like I was to go slow today, so hang on. Jesus loves to heal the sick, and he loves to heal the sick through you. Nearly one-fifth of the gospel accounts is devoted to the healing ministry of Jesus and the discussion obtained by it. Guys, that's a lot. That's a lot of his ministry was about healing. And I believe a church is rising up that's going to say, hey, this is an important part of what we do. This is an important way that Jesus wants to demonstrate himself. And so I want you to leave here today. I've got, I want you to leave here today that armed and ready and looking for anything that stands still that you can lay your hands on this week. I mean, you're going to be laying your hands on iPhones. You're going to be laying your hands on cars. And you're going to be laying your hands on sick people. And seeing the healing power of God released. Out of 3,779 verses in the four Gospels, 727 relate specifically to the healing of physical and mental illness and the resurrection of the dead. Jesus loves to heal, and he's going to heal through us. Through you. The 12 healed the sick. It wasn't just Jesus. He was always empowered. And, and this is something that to me is so, so important. That this isn't about like having, we have to have a big healing evangelist. And, and you know the purpose, and I'm, and I'm thankful for everybody breaking through and doing all of it. I'm not against any of it. But I do want to say this, that if, if the purpose of what we all operate in is to empower others. And, and so, I don't want to just see people healed. I want to see healing multiply over the body. Matthew 10.1, Jesus summoned. <laughs> wow, what a word. Jesus summoned. You think he still does that today? Come on. He summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out. And to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Now, there are those who debate, you know, like, do we have that same authority? And I hope you leave here today believing that you have that same authority. Knowing that you have been given authority to heal the sick. And I was even thinking about this. I know I have authority to cast out demons. How many of you have stood face to face with a demon and said, look, in Jesus' name, you are leaving. And if you haven't, I, I believe you will, because there's plenty of, plenty of need. <laughs> plenty of need. Right here in the town you live in, there are people suffering right now, and some of it is because of actual demonic spirits. And sometimes what a person needs is actually not a physical healing. They actually need a spirit of infirmity removed. And that's what we're going to discern. You're going you're to say, hey, can I pray for you? You're going to listen to their story for a moment. 
And then you're going to begin to pray. You're going to sense something. And with some of the people that you pray for, you're going to know that you need to break off a spirit of infirmity or a spirit of affliction or a spirit of pain. That's not going to be all the time because Jesus didn't do that all the time. But there were some when he prayed, it was that he, he took authority over a spirit. And you have authority to cast out demons. And the, by the way, the devil knows you have authority. I want you to know you have authority. And you can't go by what it looks like. Because the devil's going to do whatever he can to try to convince you that you don't have authority. You have authority. And you've been given authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. He sent out the 70, and they healed the sick. Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat what is set before you. How many have said, I fulfilled this part well? I've been obedient to the Lord. I have eat what is set before me. But you're also going to heal the sick. You're going to eat and you're going to heal. <laughs> And you're going to say the kingdom of God has come near to you. Reality. Something that's more real than the air that you are breathing right now is the kingdom of God. It's more real than the red chair you're sitting in. The kingdom is reality. There is a higher government than the government over our nation. There is a king whose name is Jesus. And he has an invisible reign that manifests. It is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the 70 return with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Jesus' followers healed the sick. Matthew 28, what we call the Great Commission. Go therefore and make disciples, followers of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And part of what Jesus commanded his disciples was to release healing, to pray for the sick. Mark 16, 17, these signs will accompany those who have believed in my name. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. And then we look in the book of Acts. Healings take place all through the book of Acts. In fact, as you look in the book of Acts, the dimensions of what take place even begins to increase. Let me show you some of these. Boom. Acts 5.15. To such an extent that even they carried the sick out into the streets and laid them on cots and pallets so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on any one of them. So now, you know, Jesus said in John, he said, what? Greater works than these will you do. And so now here's Peter and people just want to get in Peter's shadow so they can be healed. Now, here's what I want, I want us to receive this morning. Is we're not here to go back to the book of Acts. We've been the church for 2,000 years. We're here to go beyond the book of Acts. 
and their crazy stories of what God has do, done and doing all over the earth right now in the day that you live in. Miracles happen. <laughs> we see people healed even as we like chat with people in text. I mean, who would have thought of that back then? Let's look at some more. And the people from the cities in the vicinity of Jerusalem were coming together, bringing people who were sick or afflicted with unclean spirits. And they were all, say all, all being healed. Okay, Acts 19. Now I want you to think, a miracle is pretty cool, right? But what if miracles are happening to such an extent that you have to add a word to miracle? I want you to think about that. Like, miracle? Have you ever seen a miracle? Yeah. Extraordinary miracles. We're going beyond. We're, we're having so many miracles that we, we're going to have to make a new category of miracles. Like, we've got normal miracles. Oh, that's just a normal miracle. <laughs> but now, we've got extraordinary miracles that are happening by the hand of Paul. What is going to happen through you? What is going to happen through the church in this hour? Living in the times that we live in. When the gospel is about to have been preached to all creation. When there's very few people groups that have not heard the message of Jesus. And for a lot of them that haven't, there are plans and groups assigned. People said, no, we're going here, you go here. So we're not all going to the same place for the end time harvest. And we're getting so much closer. Within 20 years, at least, they think now that, that some of the gospel, at least, will be in every language. We live in the most incredible times in all of history. We live in the days that the prophets of old looked at and said, I want to live right then. And we're reading the Bible thinking we need to go back to when they were. <laughs> extraordinary, extraordinary miracles. So that handkerchiefs or aprons were carried from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out. Guys, that's in the Bible. Maybe you ought to try it. I've heard incredible stories. Parents laying hands on their, their kids' pillows, calling them back. <laughs> Praying, Lord, as they sleep on this pillow, they're going to have dreams from you. They're going to encounter you. People being healed. <laughs> Stephen. All right, he's not one of the 12 a new level of leadership in the church. He's full of grace and power, and he's performing great wonders. Again, it's not just, we're not just having wonders, we're having great wonders and signs among the people. So, Old Covenant, healing's rare. We could talk, tell some of the stories, Naaman being healed, dipping in the Jordan River seven times. But there's, there's not a whole lot about healing being released. And, and then the new covenant, guys, healing is the norm. Healing 
is the norm. The old covenant healing takes place through, you know, you got to find the man of God. And I'm looking out at men and women of God. Anybody a man or a woman of God? In this place. The new covenant healing is released through all. Through all believers. Old mindset. Now, I want to challenge us on a couple things here as we kind of wrap this up this morning. We're going to pray for the sick, but I want to say this. We can hide behind praying for the sick when we need to declare and release healing. And I know I've, I've done this. I, I pray a nice, safe prayer. Father, would, would you heal this person? And I'm, again, I'm not saying there's not a place to do that. But I don't want to be saying, Father, heal this person when Holy Spirit is saying, tell that sickness to go now in Jesus' name and test it out. And how many times have I kind of prayed to say, prayer, Father, heal this man when I need to declare arthritis to go right then and just say, hey, how do you feel? And I want to challenge us on that. I believe a new boldness is about to get on you. And, and we're not going to hide behind safe prayers. The Lord's calling us out of our safety zones and to stepping out. And you know what? If you pray for someone and they're not healed, you go and you pray for the next person. You don't have to figure it out. And you, and you definitely don't go, well, there's something wrong with them. No, 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 no. <laughs> you let the Holy Spirit show you how to pray. So we're not going to hide behind a prayer of petition when God is asking us to release a prayer of command. Amen. And somebody this week who hasn't released a prayer of command is about to release it. And it's not about uh, that you have to yell it. I'm not saying we should never yell. But, uh, you know, John Wimber used to tell us that demons aren't deaf, you know. <laughs> and not always that when you release a prayer of command, it's not about always getting rid of a demon. But it can be commanding a sickness to leave. Um, the authority is in the power of the name of Jesus. And he has given you authority. So, I even, one of the guys I was reading said, Jesus never prayed for the sick. And in the, that sense of asking God, he, he just went in. Um, in John 11, he did pray for an atmosphere of faith. He, he gave thanks. And, and he released an atmosphere of faith. But he healed the sick most often through a spoken command. And let me just show you how that works. So, to the dead person, he said, rise up. <laughs> to the lame... Get up. To the shriveled hand, stretch it out. To the deaf ear, be opened. To the leper, be cleansed. To the crippled woman, you are free. And so this is most often how we see Jesus healing the sick. In fact, even as Jesus directed his disciples to move in healing, I want you to notice that he didn't say, pray for the sick. He said, heal the sick. Heal the sick. 
He didn't say pray for the dead. What did he say? Raise the dead. Pray for the lepers. No. Cleanse the lepers. Freely you have received, freely give. I wonder if you've received more than you realize. <laughs> I wonder if you have more to give than you ever thought you had to give. I wonder what's going to happen as you allow yourself to get in some really awkward situations where either God comes through or it doesn't happen. And I wonder what would happen if you were no longer afraid of looking like a fool. And you just did it. Sometimes it happens late. You pray and it happens later. You don't know. And I could tell you stories of things that have happened, you know, all over the world and things I've seen happen in this room. The, the woman who was 27 years old who had throat cancer, who was over on this side of the room, and they had sent her home. They'd said, we have nothing else to do for you. Get your things in order. She came here. Jesus healed her of throat cancer. I could tell you about a man who stood here and his ear opened completely. He could not hear at all in that ear. It happened right here. And I got an email from him saying, hey, I'm really thankful to be healed, but I can't sleep at night. It's too noisy. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I want to create some problems. <laughs> I mean, I could tell you crazy stories of running around a room in Nicaragua with someone who couldn't walk before, and we're walking and running, and I'm thinking, man, this is out of control, and we bump into someone's knee, and that person starts going crazy. I thought, wow, maybe we hurt that person. That person's knee was healed. When we bumped into them running around the room. Jesus loves to heal. And it's not about perfect people praying perfect prayers. It's about a perfect Jesus who just wants to reveal himself. And it's about people like you and me who are processing. We're walking through the why of this. And I don't know why this and that. But I just know that Jesus is real and he's called me to pray for the sick. And I'm going to do it. And I've had to become content with the fact that I'm not going to understand it all until someday way beyond this life. And that's okay. I don't know why all of it. But I know the Jesus that we experienced in this room this morning is real. And so we're going to heal those who are sick in our city. And we're going to say the kingdom of God has come into you. And we're going to walk in a new boldness to release healing. Jesus did not demonstrate healing as simply a sign that the kingdom was coming. Healing is an essential element of the kingdom now. Jack Taylor said, always assume it's God's will to heal unless you're shown otherwise. So when I'm praying for someone who is sick, I'm not asking the Lord if it's his will to heal them. I know it's his will to heal them, so I'm praying. Now, if he shows me then to go some other direction, I will go that direction. All right. Most of Jesus' healing were immediate and instantaneous. But even in Mark 8, we see Jesus taking the blind man by the hand. He brought him out of the village. And after spitting on his eyes and laying his hands on it. What? I want you to think about that. He 
He said, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see men, for I see them like trees walking around. Okay, Jesus himself prayed for this man, and his healing didn't all the way restore instantaneously at once. Guys, when you're sick, any improvement is awesome. And we need to celebrate it. I see men for they're like trees walking around. And then he laid his hands on his eyes. Now notice he didn't spit again. You know, sometimes we see God on something and we keep doing it forever. Rather than asking Holy Spirit what he wants to do in that moment. He looked intently and was restored and began to see everything clearly. And I love I loved this passage because it reveals like Jesus interviewed this man. Well, hey, is there any improvement? And that's what we're going to do as we pray for people. We're going to ask, hey, did you feel anything? Did you see anything? What happened as I was praying for you? Did you sense something? And all kinds of stuff is going to come up. They, 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 may, they may say, well, I, I was just realizing I need to, I need to, forgive, I need to forgive my dad. And, and, and if there's anything I've seen release healing, it's releasing forgiveness. One time in, in Mexico, we were seeing lots of healing. I was having people forgive and healing was happening and a mother came up. She said, I want you to pray for my daughter. The Lord said, no, I want you to pray for the mother first. And, and to help the mother release forgiveness. So I didn't, I didn't have an interpreter, and I hadn't spoken a lot of Spanish, but I knew the word perdón, <laughs> forgiveness. <laughs> and and so, so I helped walk her through forgiving those who had hurt her. And when the mother forgave, the daughter's ear opened right then. You talk about powerful thing when we agree and we choose to release forgiveness. All right, so in this Jesus interview, there was process, and he prayed two different ways, praying for the same person. Holy Spirit is drawing us to open up our hearts afresh to the supernatural power of God. Jesus in you is not discouraged by those who weren't healed when you prayed for them. He's excited about those who are going to be healed through you. (laughs) All right, I want you to stand. All right, we're going to take a few moments here, and uh, we're, we're going to do just kind of a lab for a moment. Uh, don't worry, I heard there's a football game. It's way later. All right. Say, I, I need healing in my body. Why don't you just, just raise your hand? Okay. In fact, well, that's a lot. So uh, why don't you come on up here? And uh, I, I want us, we're going we're gonna to release this in a different way. We're going to do this like, I'm just going to have different ones of you pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, as you're praying for the sick, now let's just have some others just come and, and just lay your hands on these and just pray. And we're going to, the first thing we want to do is we, we want to find out what's going on. Hey, what do you need prayer for? How can, I, how can I pray for you? Is there pain? It's okay to ask people. People came. 
even the man we just saw, Jesus prayed for his sight. He interviewed the guy. Well, what, what's going, what do you see? And, and so we're going to begin, we're going to ask someone, we're going to say, hey, how, what do you need in this situation? And now one of the things you, you'll, you'll discover when you do this, there'll be some people that you're going to have to lovingly move on from the interview. <laughs> because they're going to want to keep talking. And so you're going to have to say, Wow, thank you. Okay, so you've got pain, you've got pain in your pain in your back. And and so can I can I pray? And usually it's okay to just ask people, can I lay hands? Can I pray? I'm gonna put my hand right here. Sometimes you'll be in a place where you may not even be able to do that. You you let the Lord show you what you're to do. And you're you're listening to Holy Spirit the whole time that person is interviewing, and you're picking up. You're picking up on things. The Lord's showing you things about, um, about what he wants to do. And is this that you're going to ask or is this something that you're going to command that pain to go? And then we begin to pray. And as you pray for the sick, I want to encourage you to pray with your eyes open. You're watching. You're looking. Do you see the Holy Spirit coming on them? Do you see something else happening? You're looking. Is there, is there a spirit of infirmity that needs to be broken off right now? Do you, do, you see distinct, do you see something through the discerning of spirits? And so we pray, and then we're going to interview again. We're like, hey, as I was praying for you, did something happen? Did something what, what, what happened? What, what, did, did you feel something? Uh, and then we're going to pray, and maybe they were healed right then. And, and maybe there's something even to say, well, you know, hey, let me encourage you in this. Like, when that, when that, if that pain tries to come back, that you just stand up and you say no in Jesus' name. And sometimes we have, to, we have to help people stay in that place of knowing how to keep our healing. And guys, it's a whole other message, but, but also there's things, you know, that sometimes the Lord will show us there's changes needed in our lifestyles. So that we don't need healing as often, but we actually walk in health. So, Father, we thank you for what you're releasing right now in this room this morning. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power. We thank you, Lord. You are good in this place. Jesus, healer. You are, you are, you are, you are good in this place. You're a good healer in this place, Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, Father, I I just want to pray for a healing anointing. It's a little different order than I was expecting this to go. I feel like I'm to pray for a healing anointing to come upon all of us. So let's just extend our hands out. That's just representing that, Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive healing, anointing. Father, let there be fire in our hands. More, Lord. More love. More power. More of your presence carried on us. In Jesus' name.
more, Lord, more fresh fires of healing. Lord, in the name of Jesus, pour it out on us, Lord. You will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More, more, more. Just drink right now. Just drink. Some of you, you're going to feel like a trembling in your hands. Others, you're going to feel like a fire. Others, you're going to feel like a deep peace. It's all good. However, Holy Spirit manifests on you now. Gifts of healing are being loosed in Jesus' name. Jesus, we carry gifts of healing. Gifts of healing. They will lay hands on the sick. And they will, they will, they will recover. They will, in Jesus' name, fresh fire on your people. A stirring up of gifts, of healings. In Jesus' name. Fire, fire, fire in our hands, Lord. Fire, fire, in Jesus' name. Fresh fire, Lord. Gifts of healing, gifts of healing, gifts of healings. In Jesus' name. More, 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 Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. 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 Hormonal imbalances are being restored right now. Father, just let let a fire come right now. Some of you standing up here. In Jesus' name, we just release, release that healing in the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, some of you, you've come, you know, you couldn't move something without pain. I just want you to begin to do what you couldn't do a minute ago. I want you to do it without pain. I want you to move it. Father, we just speak to ankles to be healed, right ankle. Be restored in Jesus' name now. Now, some of you need to bend. Pain is leaving your back, your neck, the tension. Breaking off, breaking off, breaking off. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. We just thank you that you're redeeming what's been stolen. And and I feel like um, I just specifically want to pray for those who were injured in in accidents. Maybe it's a car accident, sports accident. Would you just raise your hand right now? Okay. So, Father, we just thank you for healing from accidents in Jesus' name, for restoration. Father, in the name of Jesus, we say trauma off of you. Trauma, off, 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 
in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we declare redemption of what was stolen from you in those moments. In the name of Jesus. Redemption, redemption, redemption in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Now, 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 now. Trauma off in Jesus' name. And we thank you for your healing, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Chronic. (laughs) Every now and then I just hear the word chronic. The doctor had the word chronic and what he said to you. Raise your hand right now. Right now. Father, we just release healing on the chronic in Jesus' name. Whatever it is, thank you for your healing right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, no more. No more. No more. No more. No more. No more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Jesus' name. Yeah. Yeah. We just say to Lord, you're untying the right side. No more knots. No more knots in Jesus' name. You're untying the tension. Back, 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 healed in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see someone lifting up your left knee pretty high, like left, left hip problems and knees right in there in the name of Jesus. Right now, just restored, restored. In Jesus' name, just do what you could not do right now, right now. Others around the room, just receive it, receive it, yeah, in Jesus' name. Left knees, left hip tension, healed, healed, healed. I need that one also, I'll take it. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Liver conditions. Raise your hand. Liver condition. Anyone here? Anyone here? Liver? Right here? No? Okay. Right here. Let's have some lay hands on them right now. Father, we just release healing in these livers in the name of Jesus. Father, all the enzymes and all of that, Lord, just we just declare healing now to your liver in the name of Jesus be healed be healed be healed now 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 new fresh healthy liver tissue in Jesus name Jesus name liver be healed now restored yes restored in Jesus name strong healthy whole Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. There are those of you who are here that you were told or looks like something's happened, that, this like, it, that it came through the site, your mother's, your mother's site. Like, if that's you, raise your hand. So, Father, we just declare right now a breaking 
of the generational curses in Jesus' name. And we just release the power of the blood of your forgiveness over our family lines that the curses are broken, 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 broken in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. And we bless the healthy inheritance the mothers carry, but we say no to every curse and affliction in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Full restoration. Every curse broken, 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 broken in Jesus' name. Broken, 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 broken. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Yeah, yes. I just feel like the Lord is is healing just female issues. Like whatever it is, if it was something like you didn't want to say it, I feel like the Lord's healing it. So Father, in Jesus' name, we just release, we release that healing in Jesus' name. I feel like the Lord is, is breaking off curses of barrenness. Is there anyone, anyone here, you're like, that, that's been something you've been battling. Would you just raise your hand so we could pray for you? You want to have kids, but you haven't been able to. Anyone in the room? Okay. It's all right if you want to come up to me afterwards. It's okay. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, I want to have a couple testimonies. How many of you say, hey, something, something happened, some pain left, something happened to you. Just, just, why don't you just come on up here real quick. You could move something better than you could move it a minute ago. Let's just have a few quick testimonies. I, I can move my left knee. I, I was scheduled April 12th for a knee replacement, but I'm counting on God to give me the knee replacement. Yeah, we agree. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Lord. We've seen the Lord heal so many, so many knees. How many of the rest of you have felt some pain leave? Scott, what did you feel? I fell off a stage three and a half, three months ago or so, three and a half foot high stage. Screwed up my hips, my legs, my knees, my ankles, and had a lot of pain. In fact, I had to sit through worship, and I'm not sitting now, man. It's awesome. It's all the pain's gone. It's gone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Someone else. Quick testimony. Yeah. My right knee feels better, and I felt tingling in my hands. Who else felt felt something in your hands? You felt a fire. Let's just. I just want. I want to pray, and would you just pray for that fire to be on all of us in our hands? Dear God, I just thank you for the fire in our hands, the fire to heal, to release miracles, to release breakthrough, to release deliverance, Lord, that it will continue to bubble up and consume us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. But Lord, as we touch things, that the, the, the darkness has to flee in Jesus' name. And the fire of your healing power overwhelms everyone that we will be faithful as pastor steve talked about to step out in boldness and we will see immediate breakthrough in jesus name 
Yes, yes, yes. Yes. What happened? My right side is, I can feel it releasing. It's not complete, but uh, it's good. <laughs> it's getting Great. better. Awesome. So let's keep praying right there. She's seeing, she's seeing improvement. All right. Let's pray. Um, I want to pray for cancers to leave, any tumors, growths. Um, raise your hand. We're, we're just going to pray over that right now. Father, we just thank you. We thank you that cancer must leave in Jesus' name. Tumors and growths must go in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to have our prayer teams come now. Our micro church leaders, if you guys would help me, our leadership team, staffs, these guys are here. Some of you have come up and you haven't seen a breakthrough yet. Let's have one of these guys lay hands on you and pray for you. In fact, raise your hand if you would, you say, hey, I want someone to lay hands on me and pray for me. Raise your hand. Would you just raise your hand right now? I want someone else to pray for me. Okay, we have one right here. I bless you. I bless you as you go that you release the authority and the healing presence of Christ that is within you, that the power that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you. And I bless you as you step into the commission of Jesus to heal the sick. And I thank you, Father, for a new boldness I thank you for a new love and compassion that we will feel what you feel and it will compel us to step beyond our comfort zone. I thank you, Father, for a new boldness in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Bless you. I bless you as you go. Gracias, Señor. Gracias por tu poder. Gracias por tu poder. Nosotros sanar, Señor. Gracias por la autoridad que tú has given, dado a nosotros, Señor. Aleluya. Aleluya, Señor.